Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. On this podcast, host Bill Hodges has as his guest, Dr. Lisa Arfons, Executive Director, Integrated Field Operations, VHA Office of Integrated Care. Dr. Arfons discusses community care, which is care outside of the VA system. Who is eligible and how do you get it under the Mission Act? How does one apply for community care to keep a specialist or get one if the VA can't provide for your need in a timely manner and within a reasonable driving distance? By the way, there is a difference between an emergency room and an urgent care center. Do you know the difference? Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. I have Dr. Lisa Arfons with me. She's the Executive Director, Integrated Field Operations for the VHA Office of Integrated Veterans Care. She's a lovely lady, and that's a long title. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you having me. Tell us a little bit about your organization that you particularly work in at the VA. Sure. So Integrated Veteran Care is um, the combination of two offices now, actually, our VA direct care system and then our community care office. There's a lot of complicated things within there. What this really means, though, for veterans is that we're trying to create more seamless care delivery to our veterans with our frontline staff, uh, whether you're getting care within a VA or in the community. So wanting all of those available resources together and combined to make it easier for veterans to schedule and receive their care. You know, it's interesting. We've been doing a lot of shows recently on the PAC Act because it's probably the largest piece of legislation that's been passed for veterans in the last 50 years. Absolutely. However, not to overshow the Mission Act. The Mission Act is something that I probably I've gotten more response from than anything else because it deals with the things that you're talking about. Absolutely. And honestly, every day I still deal with Mission Act every day and really grateful for it. Mission Act was designed to strengthen both care within the VA and in the community. And it really, truly has done just that. Um, We're delivering more care now than ever before to veterans. Our community care network is over 1 million strong. A third of, of veterans enrolled with VA have received some sort of community care appointment. And we see across the board within VA Um, that we're delivering soonest and best care and very high quality care now more than ever. So very grateful for Mission Act and the opportunities it's provided. I I think one of the important things with Mission Act is the urgent care aspect of it. Uh, Many of us, I I don't want doctors outside the VA. I like my doctors. Uh, 
I just had them get together, three specialists, sit down together and talk about me. And, uh, you know, that's not going to happen on the outside. I don't care. You're not going to get three specialists trying to talk about one person. They won't do it. But the VA does. But there are times when we do have to go outside. And those times are like with urgent care, correct? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people need a lot of different types of health care. And we understand that. And you're right. The the urgent care benefit really expands those uh, the services for ankle strains, a little cold, some back pain, when maybe it is more convenient just for you to pop in around the corner from your house, but certainly doesn't replace and shouldn't replace, I think, all of the fantastic care delivery that we do for veterans, like you said, complicated care and needing to see three specialists and assuring that your primary care doctor is on board with everything that's happening. We can check all of your medications. Lots of reasons, really, that um, getting care within VA does remain critical. But we, we should draw a distinction between urgent care and emergency care, correct? Yes. I was just going to say that in terms of emergent care and urgent care, you know, your health and safety are still VA's top priority. So if you're having an emergency, chest pain, trouble breathing, while we appreciate you coming to VA and we want to take care of you, you have to get to the closest emergency room. We can then be notified after. So absolutely. And I know that when you talked to Dr. Chad Kessler a few weeks ago about VA's great emergency room program, he mentioned that as well. So just wanted to continue to, to remind folks of that. Well, I think we should remind them also that you have a 20% better chance of a good outcome going to the VA emergency room than you do anywhere else. That's correct. Yes. According to the recent surveys. Absolutely. Yes. We can deliver the care faster and the outcomes over that month after veterans are released from the hospital, they do better. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you come to VA? And you've got all the records. Yes. Yes. That's right. There is a need for what we have here, especially our clinic. Our clinic was full, just flat full. And we had some older people that going all the way down to James Haley was a long way for them to go. And so for the period of time, at least, they used the community care aspects. So mm -hmm. let's talk about what community care actually is and what you have to do in order to be able to qualify for it. Right. So there's different ways to qualify for community care, six different ways, in fact. The ones that we hear about the most are when you live a certain distance from where you need that care um, or how long you have to wait for care. Um, or sometimes VA doesn't offer care. Uh, VA is not in the business of delivering babies, for instance. So we <laughs> not will in our area. No, no. So we will send that into the community. It's just the better thing to do. So if you're eligible for community care, really just depends on what the care is, um, when you need it, how you need it, and is really done with the veteran on a very individual basis. So we're able to have that discussion with you to understand how you want to get your care. Not everyone uses community care all the time. Not everyone wants to get direct care in VA all the time. Sometimes it's a combination. And so the best way to know is to talk to your care team. You, you really, I was going to bring that up. You really should be talking to your primary care doctor. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. If, if you want to go over and see uh, somebody on the outside, you need to have that primary care doctor work with you to get that done. 
through community care. Exactly. The other thing, too, that I wanted to mention uh, when you mentioned that clinics were full, one thing that could be available is actually care by video. So if veterans do not want to drive to you know, a farther VA, see if you can get that care by video. And your primary care doctor or a doctor who's delivering that care, a provider that's delivering care, can help you explore if video is a good option. VA is delivering more telehealth now than ever after the pandemic. And I think you're an expert, actually, at telehealth. You were one of the earliest users of telehealth. I, I was one of the subjects that worked with them. Dr. Yes. Margaret Carrico. Yes. Headed yes. up. Well, she was one of the heads of that yes. program seven years ago. And when the pandemic came, the VA was ready to step up and go. Where we most of the facilities couldn't do it. Yes. And Mission Act actually, interestingly, um, allowed a lot of capability with telehealth that wasn't previously available to VA. So another way that Mission Act has really helped us deliver more care to veterans. And it's important to remember that if you do get a referral to community care, that that referral is only good for six months or have they changed that back to a year? Yeah, it varies. So it's always best to check with your provider and when you're going out into the community to speak with the community care office to know how many visits you're eligible for, how long that authorization is good for, because we don't want a disruption in your care and to interrupt things. Always best to be prepared. One of the things I learned when I was doing that, I finally decided I'd bring it all in-house. But uh, one of the things I learned was when I went to make my next appointment with that specialist, to check and see whether or not at that time I was running out. Yes, that is another way to do it as well. They can always check to see how long that authorization will be good for. Let's talk about coordinated care. What is coordinated care? Coordinated care is making sure that we within VA actually are working with veterans to understand what all of your care needs are in helping juggle everything, right? There's a lot going on. It can be very overwhelming and confusing. And Care coordinators are there to create touch points with different individuals, as you mentioned before, making sure all records are available to make sure, again, that veterans have seamless care delivery and the best outcomes they can have. What happens when I have a specialist on the outside and they prescribe something? Do I have to take it back to my VA doctor to get it through the VA system? Well, you don't have to necessarily take it back to your doctor, but you should take it to the VA. VA, as part of mission, is able to process pharmacy orders that are written by community providers, you know, as long as it's the right medication. Not every medication, but again, always checking with your care team through the VA is the best thing you can do to understand how to get that medication. There are levels of care that one can have under the Mission Act, especially going out to some of the facilities. What are those levels? Well, so there's different levels, not necessarily related to mission, but really um, based on a priority as to how long you served, what your service connectedness is. Um, but Mission Act really just looks at to see if you have those um, eligibilities to, to get care in the community. Now, um, where the, the levels come into play is perhaps what you may have to pay as part of emergency or urgent care delivery in the community. We've got about... Four minutes left. I know there are some things I haven't asked you that you wanted to talk about. What would you like to share with us in the last four minutes? 
Well, I understand too, but you would ask before about hospice and palliative care. Yes. And I think that, that is an important aspect actually of care coordination. I'm an oncologist, so I take care of cancer patients and hospice and palliative care is critically important to the work that I do. Um, and I just wanted to explain that hospice and palliative care actually is available both through VA and in the community. Hospice for end of life and transitioning, palliative care for any time that we need to control certain symptoms that you may be having um, from medications or illness. And so please, if you need any of those resources, also speak to your care team. We're happy to provide those. It's interesting. Uh, I did a show with Dr. White, who is with the spinal cord clinic, and he was talking about palliative care. And I didn't realize they have some people there who will be there a long time. Oh, yes. Palliative care can be for the duration of someone's life. Yes. I've worked with palliative care teams for a very long time for individual patients for a variety of diagnoses. So always a great partner to work with. They really help with quality of life and assuring that you don't have pain, you know, you don't have trouble breathing, all of these sorts of things. One last thought that I'd like to ask about is how about long-term care? Yes. So VA does have long-term care options. So nursing home care, of course, through our community living centers. Um, also, sometimes you need care just after you're discharged from the hospital, like a rehabilitation for, to get stronger before you go home. That also is available, certainly, both within VA and in the community. We know that we cannot take care of all veterans within VA, and so we use our community partners. You had mentioned the Compact Act. Would you like to give me just a minute or two on it? Sure. So Compact Act, as you mentioned, there's PACT Act and there's Compact. Compact provides expanded eligibility for veterans who are having acute suicidal crises. So really very obviously concerning mental health diagnoses and to get them the needed care and coverage, emergent care, and then followed by outpatient care. Um, and not Every veteran is eligible, but a great majority of veterans are eligible for, for Compact Act. So really delivering expansive health care, mental health care to veterans who are in need. I think there were pieces under the PACT Act that also affected that same thing. It does. I mean, PACT Act really expanded a lot of eligibility for veterans. I personally, you know, took a quite an interest in the uh, cancer diagnoses that they added to the presumptive conditions list to provide more 20. service connectedness. Yes. 20 of them. A very large number. Yes. Sec Secretary McDonough has done a great job. Yes, really critical. And I see that every day with a lot of the veterans that we take care of with cancer. It means a lot. It's very important. So appreciate that that legislation. One last thing. Before you go to community care or anything else, let's remind our veterans, go to your primary care doctor and yes. to their team, right? Yes. And make sure that you understand all of your care options, both within the VA and in the community, including telehealth. There is so much there. So much. That's why we do the 15-minute segments, so people don't get confused. My guest today has been Dr. Lisa Arfrons, Executive Director, Integrated Field Operations for the VHA Office of Integrated Veterans Care. I thank you so much for coming on, and I look forward to having you back. Thank you, Bill. Anytime. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you very soon again on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.